The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural edition of Tyler's Takedowns. I'm so excited. It's a brand new show that I'm hosting on the SJP World Media Network. And my name is Tyler Peters, by the way, your host. And last week, we're going to start off on a somber note. Sadly, we lost two prominent individuals that entertained us wrestling fans. One embodied a storied legacy, and the other exemplified its modern-day incarnation, or inception, in other words. Regarding this premiere, I'm honoring the memories of Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. known as Bray Wyatt. First off, let me send my heartfelt prayers and condolences to both of their families, friends, and supporters, and I am also a fan of their respective work. On Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023, Professional Wrestling said an emotional goodbye to an icon in Terry Funk. He was 79 years old, and per Thursday, August the 24th of 2023, another talented visionary had mournfully passed away. Ray Wyatt, real name Wyndham Rotunda, was only 36 years old. My age, it puts it all into perspective. So tragic. A lot of similarities and parallels with regards to both Funk and Wyatt. Terry Funk was the son of another legend in Dory Funk Sr. His brother was an icon, Dory Funk Jr. They were a famed tag team. Wyndham Rotunda, those names are synonymous with professional wrestling history and tradition. Bray Wyatt's grandfather was Black Jack Mulligan. His uncle, Barry Wyndham, his father, Mike Rotunda, also known as IRS. Remember, he was a tag team partner of Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and was a part of the Varsity Club in the NWA and early years of WCW, World Championship Wrestling, was Mike Rotunda. He came from an amateur background. To give you a little bit of the uh, groundwork and history of both these gentlemen, Tyler's takedowns, honors, both their memories by reviewing important matches circa each of their respective careers. Foremost, I'll be examining when Terry Funk defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion at the time Jack Briscoe as Gordon Soley, the Dean of Professional Wrestling on commentary, relayed the story between Funk and Briscoe, maintaining that Famed in-ring storytelling. It came to us via championship wrestling from Florida. The date was December 10th, 1975, and I researched it. From what I was able to gather, that would have been a Wednesday regarding that year. And the venue was Miami Beach Convention Hall. And thanks to Soli, he remarked about Briscoe being under pressure as the champion because of Funk's challenge related to such a historic title, meaning the National Wrestling Alliance Historic prize, in other words, their championship. It was so prestigious, is another way to describe it. They made each other look better. Terry Funk and Jack Briscoe knew 
how to produce anticipation from selling, working a specific body part, and the Funks and the Briscoes go back. Remember, I mentioned about Terry and Dory Funk Jr., their father, Dory Funk Sr. Well, Jack and Jerry Briscoe were also famed wrestlers and came from an amateur background. It's legit, by the way, very legitimate athletes. And so were the Funks. Terry Funk went to West Texas College and played football. He was very athletic, both knew psychology, they knew how to get the fans interested. You could say engaged in the action. And I'll be honest, it wasn't the full match, but it was enough to uh, get the point across concerning the NWA title matchup from 1975. But the Funks and Briscoes continued their feuding, whether it was a singles matchup or a tag team scenario, is what I was getting at. Just a spectacular bout using some uh, old school terminology, if you will. Briscoe had defeated Harley Race per 1973 to win the NWA belt. Funk counters the figure four leg lock in this matchup and became the champion. After cradling, it was an inside cradle on Briscoe for the one, two, three, and Terry Funk would become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Dory Funk Jr. held that title for four and a half years, said Gordon Soley. The only time where two brothers were world champions in wrestling. Soley interviews Terry Funk, and I wrote down one of the quotes. I actually uh, did handwritten notes instead of just typing it up on the computer. Speaking of trying to use a traditional approach, here's what Funk had to say in this quote. It's the proudest day of my life. Naturally, it is. Terry substituted for his sibling, Dory Funk Jr., and Soley notified Funk that Briscoe had written up in his contract that he gets a rematch at Tampa's Armory. So Terry must defend the NWA championship against Jack Briscoe once again. Terry envisioned it occurring in his hometown of Amarillo, Texas, where the Funks were based out of. Terry stated he'll be an offensive champion, not a defensive champion like Briscoe was. Soli interviews Jack Briscoe. Here's a paraphrased quote by Briscoe, the former NWA champion at the time, to add context here. He plans to have the title back once he returns to Tampa Bay to have the rematch against Terry Funk, the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Briscoe acknowledged he made a costly error by going for the figure four in Terry Funk executing the inside cradle to hook the leg for the pinning combination. Briscoe studied for Dory Funk Jr., not Terry. Briscoe found out about the last-minute substitute, meaning it would be Terry Funk who would take his place. And Funk, regarding another interview, as this came with some post-interviews, is what I'm meaning. I'm the future, and Briscoe is the past. And that's reworded. I want to give credit to the CWF video archives. Full disclaimer, the full encounter wasn't released. I've already said that, but I had it written down. Yet the final moments that created a title change were, plus the additional interviews. So just a great matchup. Uh, Go out of your way to recap. Terry Funk winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Jack Briscoe. Two of the all-time greats. 
And you could say that for Dory Funk Jr. and his brother Terry, for Jack Briscoe and his brother Jerry. And there are a few, too. Uh, their tag team matches were just uh, magnificent. It's one way to uh, depict them. We're here. So we're moving on to Bray Wyatt. The date was Sunday, February the 12th, 2017. Bray Wyatt won his first WWE Championship by defeating John Cena, who was the champion, in AJ Styles' The Miz, Dean Ambrose, and Baron Corbin. Inside Elimination Chamber, it was the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from 2017 in Phoenix, Arizona. As SmackDown Live presented their final stop before the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Ambrose held the Intercontinental Championship. Wyatt thrilled audiences. The third-generation superstar manifested a new twisted kind of psychological character. Leading the Wyatt family, his entrance illustrated prolific innovation, featuring the lantern and the fans lighting up the arena with the flashlights off their cell phones that would be the proverbial fireflies and Bray manipulating opposing personalities. Really, it's describing his opposition in the ring, and this time not just in the square circle, but yet the Elimination Chamber, this uh, imposing structure. The WrestleMania main event was at stake. Bray enters fourth, the eater of the worlds, the new face of fear, where some of the monikers dominates early on. Wyatt doing and upside down was downright impressive, is what I wrote down. Wyatt eliminates John Cena with his sister Abigail, his signature finisher. And Bray wins his first WWE championship by beating AJ Styles. They were the last two remaining. And Randy Orton would appear. So is Orton going to challenge Bray Wyatt? That was kind of what they were teasing from a storyline point of view or basis, so to speak. Very interesting. We're also going to talk about Terry Funk's acting career. He appeared in the 1978 film, co-starring alongside Sylvester Stallone, and the title of that very movie was Paradise Alley. He followed that up in 1987, as he also starred alongside Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top. Then later on, probably his most popular role was in the 1989 action film Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze. Terry Funk had a big role in that particular film as well. Terry and Dory Funk Jr., the brothers, were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2009. He was an ECW World and TV Champion, NWA World Heavyweight and Tag Team Champion, held multiple titles within All Japan Pro Wrestling, which was owned by John Bubba, the uh, world-renowned and famed promoter, his promotion, and he was a WCW hardcore champion as well as an NWA-slash-WCW United States heavyweight champion. Bray Wyatt, let's list some of his accolades. That included being a WWE champion, universal champion, Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champion, and WWE did pay tributes to both men on 
this past week's editions of Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. I couldn't even watch them. I was getting emotional just thinking about these two men losing their lives, leaving their families behind. It was just so disheartening. But yet this brightened up everyone's spirits going back, whether it's reviewing matches, seeing interviews, or just certain clips. I would see various highlights, whether that would be Twitter, no matter the social media platform. It was truly heart-wrenching. Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk also had this parallel. They were both so creative and ingenious. A lot of people say it was Terry Funk who put hardcore in the mainstream. There would be no ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, no Eastern Championship Wrestling, before it was even called ECW. Terry Funk was their first ever champion. I mean, everybody talks about Shane Douglas, Taz, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer. Mick Foley and and Steve Austin, once he got fired from WCW, they all reinvented themselves in that promotion. Terry Funk always reinvented himself, but he was always true to what brought him to the dance. Whether it was the feuds with Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Jack Briscoe, or Mick Foley, or as Chainsaw Charlie during the WWE's Attitude Era, or in WCW in their dying days as the hardcore champion. You name it. Terry Funk ruled. He was also one of the first ever internationally acclaimed American superstars that made it big over in Japan. We talked about it. He was a hero to the Japanese people. Terry Funk also was prominent in a lot of mainstream Hollywood films, and even those that were not necessarily headliners, but had a cult following, especially with those Sylvester Stallone films. And Roadhouse was an epic hit. He played the hill, and nobody could play a villain quite like Terry Funk. He was also a tremendous babyface, but he showed his versatility. And Bray Wyatt also had a durability about himself that I think Terry Funk would be proud of. Now, would he agree with everything? Uh, Surely not coming from more of a traditional point of view, but Terry Funk also evolved and Bray Wyatt at least for the contemporary audience, was something different. It was unique. It was eerie. I like horror films myself. It was a spectacular interpretation of somebody who could bring a new sort of evil. I mean, we had seen The Undertaker, Kane. We had seen Mick Foley as Mankind, Abdullah the Butcher, a lot of these kind of off-the-wall characters, even if they weren't classified as, you know, horror or scary. Bray Wyatt, though, brought something that was so bizarrely unique. It was cool. It's hard to find the words, the terminology, so to speak. Bray Wyatt had a mystique. I guess that would be one way to explain it. He used a different kind of psychology. Whether he was the leader of the the Wyatt family or he was the fiend or he had the Firefly Funhouse segments, there was something that drew you in to what he was doing. Both of these gentlemen, speaking of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, were masters. They were storytellers. And that's what wrestling, like any form of entertainment, even with a sports presentation, should provide the fans. But it was an emotionally charged episode. Luckily, I've had time not to uh, just break down because, quite frankly, this has been a rough week 
for professional wrestling and for anybody. These two are human. They had some of the more iconic interpretations of their gimmicks. They learned to change with the times, but still were authentic to themselves. So rest in peace to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, real name Wyndham Rotunda. I am just blessed to have been alive to witness. They're just, I mean, it's it's hard to find the, the right words to say it. Their creativity, I, I guess that's that's what I was looking for. And they gave us thrills. They knew it was a spectacle, but they also respected the profession. When uh, referring to pro wrestling, you could call it sports entertainment. They were the essence of it. They embodied, you could say personified, everything that was positive. You could disagree with the creative and, and not like their character. But in reality, everybody speaks so highly of each person. And I'm honoring them and, and paying my respects. So thank you for the memories. Thank you for the blood, sweat, and tears. And sacrificing your bodies and pouring your heart and soul and loving what you do. They, they had passion. That's the definition of Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. I wanted to add a little bit more depth to this episode. I just wanted to highlight some of their matches. I figured, hey, if I'm going to start this thing off right, why not discuss Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt and honor them and their memories? This is Tyler Peters, and this has been the debut edition of Tyler's Takedowns on the SJP World Media Network. I want to thank everybody for joining me. I'm your host. This is a brand new venture, and I'm so excited about it. This was some sad news, but I could laugh. I can smile at the same time, and yet we could have a good cry. It was a roller coaster of emotions, just reminiscing about some of the highlights of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. That's why I'm so repetitive, because they deserve it. And uh, God bless their families. And like I stated before, may they rest in peace, and I'm sending my condolences my thoughts to their children to their friends their peers meaning other wrestlers and people who had nothing but admiration for these gentlemen but farewell for now this has been the first episode and the date that i'm recording on would be august the 29th of 2023 i wanted to make sure i inserted that additionally but i'm saying goodbye for now and uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. And somebody's sucking eggs out there, I'll tell you. I don't know if it's Dusty. I I'm sure Dusty and Terry's having a good laugh about it in wrestling heaven. And uh, they'd be proud to welcome in Bray, I'll tell you. That that's some of the comfort we can take in. I love hearing Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Miro, whether it's AEW talent or WWE talent, sharing their fondness when uh, recalling some of their times with uh, Wyatt. And also, there are times with Terry Funk, whether it's Mick Foley or, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, or it's the Briscoes, or whoever worked closely with Terry Funk or Bruce Pritchard. Ric Flair, for crying out loud. It's just so refreshing to, to hear all the good things they were saying. And uh, 
boy, you got to value your loved ones, your friends, the people you grew up with, whether it's on TV or out here in your community. You just never know. I mean, it's life, and I am saying farewell. But thank you again to both Funk and Wyatt. You entertained us. And that's all I got. I'm concluding this episode. Thank you for joining me and listening to Tyler's Takedowns.